Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Arsenal Cannon Podcast Extravaganza. If if you need some some sustenance, feel free to come and suck on the Arsenal Cannon Podcast titty because we're going to take care of you during this time of need. Alfie Colshaw, how are you doing today, my friend? Uh decent. Decent. Uh, I'm not in the self-isolation period as of yet. I think it's inevitable that I will be, but I'm starting to, I am a bit ill. It's probably not coronavirus. I did did call uh, 111, the uh, NHS uh, emergency line, if you're not from the UK. Um, and they basically just said, fuck off. You don't have coronavirus because you don't have the three main symptoms. So I don't think I have it, but I do have a cold, which is never great. So yeah, okay, I'd say. How about you? Uh, you know, I'm living it up down here in the FL. Um, not too many mm. crazy things happening here as of yet, but it really is only just a matter of time now, isn't it? I mean, you see everywhere getting affected. Um, according to the Arscast, though, Turkey, they're still playing football. So fair play to them. Uh, they just, they don't give a fuck. They're like, eh, that's only human lives at stake. We need our football. So, no, but it's it's more or less the same down here in Florida, except obviously all the good things have been canceled, all of our professional sport. Uh, you can't go to a nightclub mm. or bar for the next 30 days. But, frankly, Alfie, I was saying to you, um, and the, what the fuck was that? Was that a, was that a cough? It should, should, yeah, it shouldn't be doing that. Sorry. You better fucking... You better hold that in, you son of a bitch, because no more of that in this, in this his house. But... Um, we are not going to mm. talk too much about the coronavirus today, ladies and gentlemen, because I was saying to Alfie in our pre-pod call, our PPP, um, or PPC rather, wow, <laughs> um, <laughs> that um, it has been shoved down our throats like a massive whale cock as of recently, all of this coronavirus talk. So we're going to kind of steer a bit clear of it, if you like, and just going to talk about some random shit, basically. Uh, this isn't going to be an overly structured podcast. It's just going to be two dudes talking, basically. Mm. Um, we'll talk about... Our- there is there is Arsenal stuff in here. Yeah, there's a bit, but you know we're gonna we're gonna talk about Arsenal as much as we can. But frankly, there's not much uh, not much news going on at the moment, really, mm. is there? Alfie's got a few a few tricks up his sleeve and. Yeah, man, we're just going to try to enjoy it. We're going to try to provide you guys with some content to get you through this horribly boring period. Alfie, I will ask you this. How have you been faring with the um, with the lack of football? That's the main thing, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, so far, it's surprisingly not been too bad. Um, I was at a stage last week where I was basically watching football every day, so it's, it's a bit of a lifestyle change, but... Uh, I went to uh, Bristol this weekend and visited uh, my friends at, at uni, uh, and basically didn't really d- didn't really change anything. Uh, as in the cor- coronavirus didn't really affect that. Um, you know, we still went out, still went clubbing and stuff, which probably wasn't a great idea. Um, and yeah, you may be able to tell, as I just said, I am a bit ill. Um, so maybe I should be self quarantining. I don't know. I don't have the main symptoms, but. At the moment, I'm not so. Uh, yeah, so far, lack of football. Not, not. It's, it's not terrible at the moment, but I think as the weeks sort of start to progress, I'm probably going to get a bit more miserable. Um, I'm probably going to have to start watching some of the old Arsenal season review DVDs that I've got locked away. Um, so yeah, what about you? How are you doing, Daniel? Uh, no football. I've got to be honest. I am not as good at coping with it as you are. Um, I look, I fuck, dude. That is like all I look forward to on most occasions. And my addiction, <laughs> my addiction to the game has really been brought to light from this uh, dark time, you could say, I guess. Um, I fucking, mm. I love football of every, every kind, man. Genuinely. I've watched Premier League, MLS, La Liga, Ligon, and all, all of it's fucking off, you know, and it's, mm. it's pretty, pretty depressing, but, you know, I've been, doing actual productive shit now um Mm. been doing doing more homework i guess you could say um writing 
gonna I'm gonna start writing some more articles. I've I've got to figure out something to fill mm. the void left by. Well, you've got little uh, early plug. Uh, you've got your little Fintons. What what are we calling it again? We we don't have a name for it yet, but it's gonna be yeah. a a more a, a little blog. Yeah, a lighthearted mm. blog that that Alfie actually came up with for the we love you arsenal.co.uk website and that's going to be dropping i'm i'm thinking alfie i'm thinking that'll be like a a weekend kind of thing you know even when the yeah, saturday yeah or or whatever day mm. a game's not if football ever does come mm. back um mm. and yeah I, i'm it's going to be really exciting and i'm trying to coerce alfie into doing the same thing cuz we're both comedic geniuses so um be sure to look out for those i've got one of those coming out this saturday and yeah it's gonna be fun mm. i'm just looking back at your old messages to be frank here on whatsapp seeing mm. seeing your plans for this podcast because frankly man i've I, I feel i feel a void man i really feel a void um you, mm. you said we're going to talk about coronavirus i guess i could talk about uh how Corona, the beer, is on sale here in the United States. Isn't that kind of depressing, <laughs> Alfie? How fucking yeah, stupid and, people are. Yeah, that is quite weird. And I was at, you know, when I was in Bristol, I went to this uh, burrito place. Mm. And they were staying uh, the, all all across the place. They had Coronas on sale for a box of four for like two pounds or something ridiculous. Um, and I actually saw people drinking it. So fair play to them. They're not put off by the, uh, the name relations. Well, good for them, man, because I'll tell you what, dude, if you are that fucking stupid to <laughs> where you think Corona beer is the causal of the coronavirus, maybe <laughs> it wouldn't be so bad for the well-being of this world for you to be diagnosed with the coronavirus because Fuck it out. <laughs> the IQ level of this world may go up about 5,000 points if you were to <laughs> part ways with your miserable life. Um, wow, that was really mean. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was so hard. I, that's what happens Fucking when you hell. when you take my football away, Alfie. And obviously, you say you know you've been you've been doing a fair bit of of like traveling and stuff like that, seeing your your friends mm. in uni and stuff. Man, work sent me home because I had a kind of sore throat, and I was scaring the old fucks coming into work. So now, <laughs> I, dude, I'm doing. Well, I've I've had a cold and I was out clubbing, but which was not smart. But uh, yeah, I got told by by our national health service that is not coronavirus so i feel like i'm free free to do what i want at this point Ugh. i'm unemployed because of corona um so yeah i'm basically free it's the freest period i've ever had it feels nice doesn't it i mean it feels nice to not be mm. working but also i'm broke there's nothing to watch yeah that's true uh, financial implications are poor yeah exactly i, I dude i went on like I, I go on walks every morning but I'll tell you what, man, mm. the walk that I went on this morning was like a really fucking long one because I was just basically when I go on my morning walks, I plan mm. what I'm going to do throughout the day. And I had one homework assignment today. I'm, I'm in college, obviously, that took about 15 minutes. And other than that, mm. now I am waiting till about three o'clock until Katie that's my girlfriend. If you guys couldn't draw the, um, whatever the fuck it's called, um, to, she gets home. Your sister. Yeah, it could have been. Um, <laughs> she gets home at three, and now I'm just sitting here like a dog, waiting for the boss to get back. Really, and I just, I'm happy to be recording this podcast, Alfie. I mean, obviously, you seem to be faring a bit better than I. Um, mm. What's it, what's it like over there, man? I've got to ask. What's it like over in the in the European continent? Is it is it a bit more? Uh, is it how is it like in the London streets? Does it seem a bit eerie, empty? What's it looking like over there? Yeah, I wouldn't say it's quite apocalyptic. You know, we're not quite at that stage, but like last week, even last week, when it was, I'd say it's come on leaps and bounds since then. When I went to uh, Central London on Wednesday. I've never seen, uh, I've never seen Leicester Square so so abandoned. I've never seen Soho so abandoned. In fact, Chinatown was pretty much deserted. Um, wow. It was like surreal in a way. And then when I was walking around earlier, it wasn't like 
completely vacated. What what's really strange is that the schools are still open. Uh, my sister's still, uh, my sister's school is still open despite one of the teachers being diagnosed with, uh, with I know miraculously and uh, yeah, that's that's quite stupid. It's the the government's initiative to not put us all in lockdown when they probably should. Uh, but yeah, it's it's not quite apocalyptic, but it's not. It's it's not very lively. There are a lot of people not leaving the houses, apart from the supermarkets, which are extremely busy, and the shelves are going. Everywhere else is completely silent. Well, not completely silent, but I think we're probably a matter of days, maybe a week away from from it feeling apocalyptic and feeling like the world is over. Um, one thing I would say is my auntie is actually working in uh, Albania, and she is stuck there. She's not able to get out oh. of the country. Uh, because they apparently there it is apocalyptic and you know everyone's in lockdown everything's closed apparently if you want to get something from the supermarket you have to go wait outside tell them what you want and then they come out and with whatever you ask for so yeah that's a bit mental but here it's not quite at you know italy stage yet or spain but i think we're nearing it yeah, you know what's funny, and um, if you want to piss your sister off, you could tell her this. Our schools are closed. Really? Yeah. And there's like um, five cases in your state or something. Yeah. Um, if, if you could rely on the American government to be one thing, it is reactionary. Um, <laughs> there's probably no coincidence in the fact that Donald Trump's son is an Arsenal fan because <laughs> reactionariness just kind of runs deep in the Americans and... You know, Arsenal fans are just as reactionary as the American government. So, yeah, man, um, my brother, he's in he's in school as well. And he's on mm. spring break, but he was only supposed to be off for a week. And they said, actually, along with that week, we're going to pin an additional week under your spring break as well. So really? he's very happy about that. And yeah, tell your sister that about way. that That if, if you want to be a I bit will. of a shithouser. That's funny. Well, well, uh. My friends from uni have just been let off and their unis are closed. So, mm, but yeah, uh, it's the schools, the schools are still open miraculously. Well, um, your, your guys's government over there and the, uh, uh, over there across fucking the pond. Seem, yeah. Seem to not like to take action until the fucking world is literally on fire. So, mm. well, I'll, I'll explain that. And I saw a tweet about this. Apparently Boris Johnson, our prime minister, does not want to tell people you can't go to clubs, you know, clubs, bars, pubs, restaurants, uh, theatres, cinemas. He doesn't want to set, shut them down because he doesn't want to be liable for the financial losses that these places will make. Oh, and he Jesus, doesn't want to be blamed for, for, the, for the poor economy uh, that will inevitably, you know, wow. the poor economic situation that will inevitably be in if he does that. So he doesn't want to do that when realistically he should because you know, it's just going to keep spreading and it is spreading at an alarming rate here. So it's not very clever of him. So, but he's a, he's a, he's a cunt. So yeah, it seems like what you're telling me is that Boris Johnson is Mm. a bit of a pussy. Yeah. Wow. That's a phenomenal leader, isn't it? (laughs) Jeez. (laughs) I mean, I can't say much. Our president is just a, is a cunt, but in the the polar opposite way, he's got, Mm. he's, Got a massive ego problem, doesn't he? I mean, he loves to... He called the coronavirus recently the Chinese virus. It's like, wow. Jesus Christ. That is the epitome of insensitivity. <laughs> but okay. Mm. Um, yeah, so both of our countries are fucked. If you're listening to this from maybe the beautiful nation of Canada or maybe South Africa or something, fair play to you. I and think South uh, Africa's kind of fucked, actually. Oh, well, then never mind. Yeah. <laughs> uh... Yeah, I mean, what have you what have you been what have you been doing though? I mean, have you been just chilling at home or? Well, I was in Bristol this weekend, and I come back, and yesterday I did did go to the coffee shop, did a bit of work, did a bit of a, Ooh. you know, articles and that. Uh, and today I've been out, and yeah, that's about it. Yeah, because it's only been a, <laughs> it's only really been a few days since it's really started kicking. Well, almost a week, I'd say. It's just, it's all so weird, man, isn't it? I mean, I've never experienced it. But the show like must it. go on. 
the show must go on. And, you know, you had this really interesting idea for a bit. Frankly, it's been 15 minutes, Alfie. I'm done talking about coronavirus. Like I said, that's that's so annoying. It's so he repetitive. He can go fuck himself. But it, him? It can go fuck itself. Wow. Uh, and that's all we need to say. Are you, are you gendering this virus? <laughs> I, I did, accidentally. I'll take it back. To be fair, if it is this horrible and causing this much pain, it is probably a man. <laughs> yeah, probably male. Probably a white probably. male if we're not, yeah. you know. If <laughs> it's probably <laughs> Donald Trump, isn't it? This, this virus. Mm. Yeah, but, oh, um, yeah. Absolutely. Let's, let's do this bit that you were talking about doing. I like this. And I've known you, Alfie. For almost, actually more than a year. Mm. Um, and I have no clue in the world how you support, how you supported, how you, <laughs> how you started supporting Arsenal. And we run a podcast called the Arsenal Cannon Podcast. And I've got no fucking clue. I, I'm going to add that to the title <laughs> because it just sounds so nice. Um, I've got no fucking idea how you started supporting the beautiful boys in red and white how did you start supporting the reds of london uh well yeah that's that's what we're gonna discuss and i think maybe have it all i guess our arsenal story you know what does arsenal mean to us how do we get into arsenal uh mine's pretty simple to be honest um born i'm I'm not gonna say with certainty but i think almost the closest probably the closest hospital to the Emirates Stadium actually although the Emirates Stadium didn't exist when I was born obviously but you know what I mean uh, I, I live about three miles from the Emirates um, uh, and yeah it's just the local club and my dad obviously was born in London as well uh, he also supports Arsenal um, so yeah I was sort of left with not much choice and you know Started supporting them. First watched the 2007-8 season. I know for some of you that may seem like I'm very young, but that is the first season I watched. Second season at the Emirates. Um, what a team it was. You know, we were a really exciting young team. Uh, played amazing football. In fact, I've got to watch that uh, season review back DVD. Um, and yeah, it was it was a great time to support Arsenal at that point. Although we weren't winning things, we were exciting to watch and we were challenging for titles. But yeah, that is, that is pretty much it. To be honest, I didn't realize wow. how narrow mine would be. I thought my I thought I'd be able to elaborate a bit more. But yeah, what about you, Daniel? Mm. A bit more interesting, I think yours will be. Yeah, mine's well, a bit generic. My, you were you were asking me in the in the PPC um, <laughs> if you know I had my my story written down, and it was just. Mm. I, I told you, I was like, I don't really, I don't need to write it down because I've had to fucking say it on so many occasions because I have all these, Fair play. these idiot coconut head fucking morons that are like, support your local, that are like, why do you support, <laughs> why do you support If us? everyone on that, I was going to tweet this, if everyone supported their local team, do you know how much worse football would be? Mm. It would be drastically worse, particularly the Premier League would be significantly worse. Exactly, and just on that, be how, diabolical. how many English players are in Arsenal starting eleven? Exactly. I mean, it's well, just—it's it, just the fact that because it's the most watched league in the world, uh, because so many people passionate about it, it means they can attract the best players in the world because everyone wants to play it, um, and everyone's grown up watching it. And also, if you look at the financial side of things, the amount of money the big clubs will make from, you know, overseas revenues, shirt sales, merchandise sales from fans abroad and, you know, doing events with them and the pre-season events and all that sort of stuff. Without international fans, the Premier League would be absolutely dreadful. It would be nothing like it is now. So it's a bit narrow-minded. I, the one, the things I do agree with when people say that, so it's a bit of a tangent, but, mm. you know, if, 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 a, if a United fan from Croydon, if there's a United fan from Croydon in London, it's just a bit like, uh, come on. But do you really expect some geezer from Mongolia to support his local side? You know, he's not going to want to watch that those fucking farmers week in, week out. He's going to watch some good football. Mm. So, and it's the same basically in MLS. No offense to the MLS. Sorry, no, no. Uh, that's true. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, you, 
you're, you're going to want to watch the best quality league. So that's completely fair enough. So people say that. No offence. It's an idiotic statement. I completely agree with you. And I mean, also worth noting, Alfie, Orlando City, the MLS team that I had an internship, was not even established till 2015. I was exactly. 17 years old when that came out. You know, it was like, mm. I, I'm already watching football. You know, yeah, what like, local did you have? A college team? You're not going to watch them. We had the the Tampa Bay Rowdies, who are not even a. There's no promotion relegation in the United States mm. pyramid. So they're not even a professional team, really. No, they're just a professional. Yeah, they're a semi-professional team that have zero chance of becoming a professional team because of the corporate <laughs> greed in the MLS. So, I, I of course I didn't support them, you know. Um, but yeah, anyway, mm. good tangent to go off on because I completely agree with your your uh, your opinion there. Um, mm. My story is a bit weird, and it came from a place of uh, my you know my schooling career was one of a tale of two halves, if you like. Um, mm. Going into middle in, in middle school and elementary school, I was a, I was a bit of a loser, you know. <laughs> I um, I've no lie, I was uh, I was I got really good grades, um, but I was <laughs> that just I was, makes you a loser, does it? No, no, but I I just didn't, I didn't have many friends, you know, and it was oh, like I, I was the tall, dorky ginger kid who was like six foot tall and weighed like seventy pounds. You know, and I, I've, I tried every sport in the book because my parents are great. You know, they they pushed me to try baseball. They pushed me to try mm. basketball. They pushed me to try to play soccer. And I was absolutely terrible at every single sport that I'd ever tried. I didn't like video games. I didn't play outside. Mm. Uh, frankly, looking back at that part of my childhood, I don't even know what I did because <laughs> I, I didn't even have like a hobby. So I used to watch mm. like movies. And stuff, and play with action figures. I got into wrestling at like nine, like WWE. <laughs> and then, other than that, though, I I was a fucking loser, you know. And um, mm. but when I turned when I turned eleven years old, there was some it all changed. There was some strange thing, and I'll tell you exactly how and why it started. Um, mm. Obviously, I was looking for a group to kind of be a part of. Um, In school. I, yeah, in school. Um, down here in Florida, there's basically three, no, I'll say four main classes of people. There's the really rich white kids whose parents live in gated communities and they play <laughs> golf and shit. You know, golf. they like are on like the lacrosse team and whatever, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. Best, uh, best parties, I will say, because they've got a shit ton of money, but you don't really realize <laughs> that till your later years. Um the rednecks, uh, they go on four wheelers and go mudding and stuff like that. <laughs> um, shoot, shoot deers and eat their hearts and shit. Fuck their cousins, Fuck you know. Weird, <laughs> weird group. I couldn't get with them. Um, and then the Hispanics. We have a lot of Puerto Ricans down here, in particular. Obviously, mm. I'm not going to fit in very well with them with my lily white skin. Um, <laughs> and then the Russian Ukrainians. So. There wasn't any particular group that I looked as though I was going to fit into. But the ones that I actually did manage to fit into with was the Russian and Ukrainians. I don't know why. Seems really niche. <laughs> it, yeah, it's. Uh, it, we have a ton of Ukrainians down here in, in my town, Northport. Like 35% of our population is, is oh, Slavic wow. of some sort. And I don't know why, to be honest. But anyway... Mm. Um, I met this kid. I don't even know where the hell this kid is now. Actually, it was two of them, and they were like best friends. Orist Tyrak, if you're listening to this, hi. Um, and, <laughs> and scenes when and, he hits you up in the DMs. <laughs> Orist Tyrak and man like Peter, Oris. man like Orist and Peter Kunda as well. Um, and they were both pretty popular Russians. They both played a bunch of a bunch of football, you know, and I remember I was in my class and we had laptops out for some reasons. And, um, mm. they, they were, instead of doing their assignments, they were doing what any 11 year old kid would do and looking at shit. They shouldn't have been looking at on the laptop. Um, they were looking at Nike mercurials 
from that time frame, and I don't even know what the cleats looked like now, but they were really fucking cool. I remember, and I was like, damn, bro. I, I went up to him, and I, for some reason, had this this uh, this bit of bravery come over me. I was a really shy kid, and I had this bit of bravery come over me for like the first time in my life, and I went over to them, and That's I was like, those novel. are I'm loving this. Can't oh, yeah. see where it goes next. Wait, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, I went up to him, and I was like, man, those are those are really cool. And they're like, yeah, those are soccer cleats. Do you play? And I was like, oh, no, I, 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 don't, I don't know much about soccer, to be honest. Mm. And they were like, oh, you should uh, you should come play with us sometime. And I was like, okay. You know, like all excited <laughs> and all this. And uh, I ended up going down to the to the pitch with them, or as they called it, the fields. Um, worth mm. noting, also, they couldn't pronounce the word mercurial. They would say <laughs> mercurel. I don't know why. They weren't even born in Russia or Ukraine. They were born here. They just couldn't talk right. Um <laughs> And I went down to the pitch with them. I was fucking horrible. Worth noting, I was absolutely terrible at it. Um, Peter, I got along with him a bit better. He was a bit more down-to-earth, more level-headed. He was a Barcelona fan, a Messi fan. Um, and then Orist was a bit more of an egomaniac. He he liked Madrid, ironically. He was a Ronaldo <laughs> fanboy. Um, and yeah, after that, I kind of had just gotten like into... Playing. Yeah, I, I got into the balling scene. Um, I got myself my first pair of cleats, Nike Mercurials, obviously, huh. these black and green ones. I was still really fucking shit. And the way that I started off playing was they shoved me back on defense um, because, you know, frankly, that's where the crappiest players usually went. Huh. Um, and then I just started to like it more and more. I started to love crushing people, you know, and, and stuff <laughs> like that. Um I thought I figured, you know, everybody else at the fields was talking about the professional game. And I was like, damn, maybe I should try to I'll learn to get it. into it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I will say, Orist, he was a bit more bullish. And he was a bit more like, you need to support Real Madrid. It's a real club. You know, and I was <laughs> like, oh, uh, yeah, I guess so. I guess I'll watch some of that. So I started off actually watching Real Madrid. Um, mm. I have to say... I did not like them at all. I mm. didn't like what the club stands for. I still don't really. I don't like the the whole pretentious kind of ego thing. Mm. Around, you know what I mean? Like this Absolutely. Royal Madrid. I don't like that, I have to say. And I don't like Barcelona fans. If you're a Barcelona fan listening to this, I don't like you. Um, <laughs> I think they have probably the most arrogant supporters in the world. So Barcelona wasn't for me either. Um, basically the easiest football to find here in the States is the Premier League, as you would assume. It's probably the same in most countries, to be honest. Mm. Um, the biggest team was Manchester United. I knew some kids that like Manchester United. They were a bit of, they were a bit cunty as well. Um, <laughs> and I was like, classy route. yeah, I, I, you know, I, I just, I frankly, one day it was a weekend. It was really early in the morning. Mm. Um, I just started watching a bunch of games. If it, forgive me and my horrible memory, but I don't even remember what the first Arsenal game I watched was. Mm. Um, and I just I loved the way they played compared to everybody else because I I don't I didn't like about Madrid in particular. This is what I didn't like how it seemed like it was all an individual based kind of sport. Yeah, you know, it was stars. like yeah, yeah. I did I didn't like that. Galacticos. You know the. Yeah, exactly. And uh, the first player, really, that I gained any kind of soft spot for, I was an Arsenal fan before this. I just liked the team. Mm. But the first player I really gained a soft spot for, actually, in football, this is why I hate when people say I have an agenda, was actually Mesut Ozil. Oh, fair. I just, I, I love the way that he was like, eh, I don't really give a fuck about scoring a goal. You know, I just, I want to get assists and stuff. And I, I've resonated with that because I was never that kind of guy in school when I was younger. So, mm. yeah, man. And uh, I just, I love the classy way the Gunners played, man. It was not about any individual. It was about the team, mm. about beautiful the collective, about, about playing beautiful football and, mm. you know, entertaining the supporters, really, and playing total football, if you like. I know it's a cliche, mm. but playing total football, that's what I loved, you know. And the connection. Yeah, I, I, I got the connection. Um, every Arsenal fan that I ever came into contact with, it's like 
I think Arsenal, Arsenal genuinely, I'm, I'm saying this from the bottom of my heart, Arsenal is the last big club left that has the small club kind of intimacy between your fellow supporters. Like, mm. when I see an Arsenal fan at the supermarket and he's wearing a, an Arsenal shirt, I'm like, yo, man, you an Arsenal fan? And he's like, yeah, you know, whatever. We will get into a nice conversation about the club, whereas, like, I don't think that intimacy between a Madrid supporter no. is there. Yeah, because you know, that's awesome. <laughs> exactly. There's the something... There's some there's something about supporting Arsenal that differentiates you from other people, and, mm. and that Liverpool, and that alone, I guess you could say, mm. they sort of think they're some holy club. Um, it's kind of annoying. <laughs> don't know what. I just, don't know how it's relevant. Actually, I just thought I'd put it out. No, <laughs> no. I mean, I, no, it is relevant. And you know, interestingly enough, I didn't know much about Liverpool at all mm. because we don't really have that many Liverpool supporters then, so. here. They were, yeah. When I first started watching, they were fucking horrible. Mm. So I, I didn't even know that they were a big club at one point. Obviously, now I've done a bit more research on my history and things like that. Seeing as to I want to be a writer on mm. the sport, I figure I should know at least a bit, right? Um, but yeah, other than that, it's just um, it's been a steady, steady decline of my mental well-being supporting the Gunners, <laughs> um, and I've just been I've just been loving them more and more as the years have progressed. Um, I haven't really got to see too many times of triumph, really. Yeah. Being an Arsenal fan, I started supporting at a pretty shit time, mm. if you like. You know, I got to see a couple FA Cup wins, and those are probably my highlights as an Arsenal fan. Same. But yeah, that's 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 pretty much my story of how I became one. And sorry, it was a bit long and drawn out, but oh, that was interesting. yeah, it was uh, it was uh, like genuinely life changing me supporting Arsenal. Like it, mm. it changed my life forever. I a lot started more playing than for. Mine. Yeah, it was a lot more, uh, I, I think a lot of, I, I respect you though, man. I mean, mm. like, I, local fans play their part so much, man. You get to go to all the games and stuff and you're, not that, you know, people that go to the games are any more of supporters than anyone else, but it's just that, you know, you are a tool for the for the first team, mm. really. Yeah. You yeah. know, no, no team is anything without their home support, but yeah. Mm. Well, I feel like I should elaborate on mine now. <laughs> Uh, but I don't really know what to add. Um, mine is pretty simple, but yeah, yours was was very interesting. Um, Thank you. well, I had some quick fire questions. You said you didn't remember uh the first match you watched. Uh, mine. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I was going to ask these, but <coughs> don't really apply now. Well, mine was I think. First match I properly watched was in 2007. It was Arsenal 2, United 2. It's the first match I remember watching on TV and actually <laughs> engaging. Wow. Yeah, it was a 2 2 draw. Galas and uh, Fabregas scored, and I think Ronaldo and Rooney scored for United. Um, it was a decent game, and we were in the title race that season. But first match I went to was on the 9th of January 2008. Uh, it was Arsenal Spurs League Cup first leg semi-final, one-one. Uh, Theo Walcott scored. Jermaine Genus scored for Spurs. Ah. <laughs> uh, I remember Walcott's goal was kind of fortunate. I was in the top tier. I was not where I normally sit now. I was in the top tier. I think the tickets are like five pounds for those games, even for that. Um, I was in the top tier in the uh, West Stand, um, so where the dugout is. And yeah, I think the ball sort of ricocheted off Walcott to allow us to score but that was the first game I went to the, the, my favourite first favourite player at the club I think was Theo Walcott mainly just because I mean I've got still a, a poster of him in my bedroom I think it was because he was the English player but the only English player at the, in the team really the only player that played regularly um, there were obviously some younger players and also he was he was young he was English uh, he wrote some children's books which I remember liking at the time and also he's he was, he was fun <laughs> exciting to watch um, so yeah, he was my favorite player for a while. Uh, I'd say my favorite player ever uh, since I've started watching us was probably Santi Cazorla or Jack Wilshire. Jack Wilshire was mainly mm. yes, he spent most of his time on the sidelines in the in the injury room, uh, recovering from injuries. It was just something about the fact that he was you know a local boy playing for the childhood club. He clearly loved the club, and it was just 
It was it was that Barcelona performance, the game, best game I was at actually, the two one win. Amazing atmosphere, incredible performance. The way he just destroyed Xavi and Iniesta that day was pretty spectacular. And I loved uh, Jack Wilshire, but Santi Cazorla was probably the best player to watch. Phenomenal, uh, close control and that. So yeah, uh, those are sort of my things. Who would you say your fav- first favourite player was? Ooh, if you can't yeah. remember your first game. Oh, man. Which is understandable. <sighs> Trying to think. I'm oh, Man, because there was, I will say, there was... A lot of good players. There was a few I just remember fucking decent players. specifically mine for a while because of that Englishness, as I was saying. That like, seems a bit like patriotic in that, but... I think it was just, it was a bit more relatable, if you get what I mean. Yeah, I did, I did really like Walcott, I will mm. say. He might have been, he might have been one of my first favorite players too, mm. to be honest, because like you said, he was, and you know, the potential that was, that was spoken around Theo Walcott was like he was going to be this next fucking huge thing, you know, he was going to be the next, the next big, mm. big name really. Well, he was a teenager you know, Unfortunately, the season I watched, which was. Yeah, he was still, still really being touted as that young I mean, player for the future. Yeah, and unfortunately, just never really came to fruition, though, did I? I mean, obviously, you've you've got to say you liked Van Persie. You know, mm. I mean, he scored so many goals when he was was when he was with us. Um, yeah, I would. You know, I'd probably have to. I probably have to second you. I did really like. Um, I did really like. Theo Walker. I, I did really like Aaron Ramsey since he came around though mm. too. Um, I just I loved how like unique of a kind of player he was a goal scoring midfielder. You know, kind of that Welsh uh, Lampard esque kind mm. of player. So to answer your question, finally, <laughs> um, I'd probably actually say my first player was Walcott. Is my first favorite player was Walcott Fair too. Uh, first match he went to was I think I know this. Uh. You Would you hooked me up for my first match. In fact, no. the first, first match you went to, I think I know this because it was last year. It was two 0 Southampton, wasn't it? Correct. Yeah. I'm trying, who scored the first? Oh, was, uh, was Mkhitaryan. Mkhitaryan. Lacazette. I think they're both. I can't scored. remember. I can't remember who scored first. Fuck! I mm. can't remember who scored first. Let me look that I up. Think I think it was really... Mkhitaryan and Lacazette. I think it was. Yeah. I can't remember who got the first, but yeah. What year was it? That was... Uh, 2019. Uh, 2019. Feb. Feb. Yep, I do. Okay, yep. 2-0, obviously, here. First one was from Lacazette in the sixth minute. I was... Mm. I, I will say, like, that was... Going into it, um, I really wanted to see Lacazette score. Um, and... Mm. We were a bit late. We were a bit late to that one, but I did. I remember. I literally, literally, Alfie got to my chair and Lacazette scored. Fair play. And it was like, yes, oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy. And then yeah, Mkhitaryan. Like both games I went to, he scored. Crazy. Mm. Like I need to go to London more often. And well, now he's over in Rome, and it looks like he may stay mm. over there. But start going to Rome. Help him out. Yeah, help him out yeah. a little bit. Increase the transfer fee. <laughs> yeah. I will say, though, out of the two games I went to, obviously the second one was the more enjoyable of the two. Um, mm, that 5-1 five, five one. Five one thrashing of Bournemouth. And it was there was something about it, too, being at like at nighttime and stuff. You know, the... Yeah, the it's at- a better atmosphere. Oh, the atmosphere was electric, man. It just... Uh, oh, who was it? I saw Ozil score. Aubameyang got one. Lacazette free kick. Free kick. Oh yes. <laughs> oh man, it was a brilliant, brilliant game to go to. And yeah, mm. man, that I, I since I haven't been back, all I've been wanting to do is go see another match in the flesh because it is brilliant. Oh I'm my gosh, miss it from this period. Yeah, the last game I went to was that West Ham game. Probably our last game for months. Uh, yeah, sad times. I'm just looking. I've I went through a while ago and went through every single season because I remember every game I went to. I'm approaching 100 games at the Emirates. Wow. I think I'm on 95. Alfie going to get 100 caps. <laughs> 100 caps for uh, appearances at the Emirates. Isn't it? How, mu- how many more times? Like, 
how many caps did uh, the Dennis Suarez have? I think he managed three appearances. Three. Four, maybe. So you have like check. 30 times more appearances. Yeah. He probably only played at the Emirates like twice. I mean, he made yeah. a cameo against United. Suarez. This is a random segue. <laughs> That's uh, it. That's just all six. I think of. He made six appearances. Six. Four in the mm. Premier League and two in Europe. I, you, do you know why I bring him up? Because when I went to Southampton and there was amazing, or the Southampton game rather, there was amazing uh, season ticket, that amazing season ticket seat that you gave me. Um, oh, yeah. That, you, that your like, mate didn't want to go to or something like that. Um, mm. I remember I was like in this position where I could – I had like a really close eye on the guys that were like warming up. Oh, I think yeah. North Bank. Uh, yeah, yeah. Aubameyang, he did not have the start that day. So he was out stretching. That sounds so weird mm. to say now, right? Um, huh. He was he was stretching and then Dennis Suarez was stretching. And oh my God, I remember in all of my delusion, Alfie, I remember watching Dennis Suarez stretch and I was like, man, he's just going to be a hell of a player for us when he <laughs> when he. <laughs> I was just, I, I was so, um, I was so high off of the highlights I'd watched from him in Barcelona and stuff. I was like, oh, he's technically gifted. He's the next Santi. He's going to be so good <laughs> that he just, oh God, that Let did down. not work out, did it? Yeah. Mm. Well, I guess we'll wrap up the uh, the Arsenal story segment there. It was a good little segment, yeah. wasn't it? It was decent. I did, it was, yeah. Apologies for my uh, massive tangent, but. No, no, it was good. It was good. Nice one. Mm. Well, we'll, we'll try seg. and get all the guests to do that as well. If if we're on, if they're on at periods where we don't have games, because I think it could be interesting. I mean, yeah, it will be. You know, and we all support. It's weird, you know, thinking about it. There are thousands of professional teams out there, and we all just support this one random fucking team. I mean, I mean, for you, it's not random, but for mm. like somebody like myself or somebody like you know uh, Vinai, who mm. writes for our website, you know, he. He doesn't live in London. Hmm. You know, he just supports Arsenal because they're a great fucking team. Yeah. You know, and they're... He doesn't want to watch ever... Mumbai FC or whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you you know, you want to watch uh, some quality football. And I the main thing I love about Arsenal is the, the, tr- the tradition, the class, and everything like that. I love that. You know, win in the right way or just don't win at all. Mm. Exactly. Uh, should we move on to the, the nice little trivia section, which we yes. might as well do each week? Yeah, let's, let's move on to that. Well, I've got a little trivia bit of plan. This week, I'll be quizzing you, Daniel. Next week, it'll be vice versa. Uh, basically, there's nine points up for grabs. It's just oh, like three, sh- three, three points. You know? Shit. Yeah, you get me. <laughs> uh, so we have three players here. I've got three players. I'll give you three facts. After each fact, you can have a guess of who you think the player may be. Mm. If you get it on the first fact, you get three points. The second, you get two points. And the last, you get one point, obviously. So, yeah. Uh, oh, wow. So, nine points up for grabs. We'll see, you know, who, who does the best in the following weeks. Kind of After nervous. Answer, maybe slightly chat. You can pick any player in Arsenal history. So, you know, you can pick some random geezer that was playing in the 1890s. Um, not that any of us will get them, but you know, for the jokes, I haven't gone that obscure, but I still say there's a few decent, few decent tricky ones in here. Uh, first player, uh, first fact, this player made 251 appearances across his six and a half years at the club. Any guesses? Oh, can't be no, looking this up. I'm trying. No, you. no, I don't know. I don't know from just that. Um, I'm going to s- fuck, dude. Uh, <laughs> fucking Burkamp. No. No. Okay. No. I think he probably made. I'm assuming he made quite a few more than that, but I don't know. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think he was here for longer than six and a half years, but I'm not sure. Uh, second fact. So you've you've lost the three points. That's poor. Shit. <laughs> uh, he signed in a January transfer window. Mm. 
who the hell signed a January? We don't make any January signings. That should narrow it down a lot for me. Did no. Was it? Is it Nacho? Yeah. Is it Nacho? That, that was a loud. Yeah. Yeah. Well yeah. done. I'm surprised oh, you got. Yes. I, I remember us, I remember I, I don't know why, but I just remembered him signing for us in January, and I was like, "Who the fuck mm. is this guy?" <laughs> Fair play. That's that's Hell yeah. January Let's 2013. Go. So six and a half years at the club. Yes. Come Fair on. Play. Uh, so yeah, two points. That's decent. You would have got it in the third one because I made it really easy. I was, was going to say third? Uh, he's nicknamed La Cabra. Oh yeah. Oh, I, I, honestly, man. Un, un, well, it is related because we're talking about Montreal. Montreal, genuinely, one of, for some reason, I don't know why, one of my favorite players as of recently. Yeah, I'd I'd agree. Loved, I loved how consistent he was. Brilliant. Mm. Oh, sensational. Well, two points is decent. I didn't expect you to get that. Hey, man, uh, I'm happy. Yeah, that's decent. Uh, second one, okay. slightly harder. Well, quite a lot mm. harder, I'd say. First oh, fact, I'm not sure you'll get this. Uh, he left Arsenal for Leeds United on a free transfer. God. Uh, <laughs> fucking. I'm just going to throw a name out there so I could get my second hint because I've got no fucking idea. Okay. <laughs> Dennis Suarez. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, unfortunately, Obviously. that is yeah. wrong. Um, Dennis Suarez is, is is not at Leeds United. Right he is, now. He's a Vigo boy now, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> uh, second one, made sixty eight caps or managed sixty eight caps for the Republic of Ireland, but was born in London. Okay, so he's an Irish Arsenal player, but was born in in London, eh? Mm. Yeah. That should really. We haven't had too many Irish players, have we? No, but we are talking about the history of Arsenal. Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah, oh my gosh. How many fucking Irish players have we had in our history, though? Fucking shit ton. Hmm. I I haven't gone really, really. It's not like 1940s or something ridiculous. Mm. I could have done that for the jokes, but I decided against it. So this could go back for like ever. Yeah, but I haven't done that because, I mean, I could have. For the jokes, but yeah, I decided not just to. to be a shit houser to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for some dude, the only oh, shit man, the only fucking Arsenal player I could even um, oh, fuck me, dude, I can't fucking remember any. Was it? <laughs> yeah, guys. No, he was he was fucking northern. Oh, I've got no clue, man. Pass. <laughs> no, no, you have to just just say someone. I was I was gonna say Jennings. I've heard that name. Pat Jennings. Uh, it is not Jennings. But no. he played for Northern Ireland, didn't he? I'm not sure. I'm not either. I'm, I'm not either. Yeah. <laughs> I think he was a keeper, and he joined us from Spurs. Actually, oh, Jennings. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this last one might do it for you. I think I'd get it from here. It depends. We'll, we'll be testing your your Arsenal history knowledge. Okay. Uh, top Ars- Well, he is the top Arsenal appearance maker with fi- 558 appearances for the club. Oh my god, I just saw his name somewhere. Shit, hold on. <laughs> no, hold on, you can't be searching. No, I'm not, I'm not. No, what's <laughs> the po- Yeah, because I'm going to get a million dollars if I fucking do it. Oh my god, it's such an <laughs> Irish name and I can't fucking think of it. <laughs> oh! <laughs> It's something with the fucking O. <laughs> David O'Leary. Yeah. Yes, let's go. One Did point. You that no, I promise. Fair play. One point I, out of the bag. I remember. I remember seeing a, a graph, a graphic somewhere that was uh, that had him up top. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. Obviously, I went. So that is, you've snatched a point in the the last Whew. minute. I'd... Fair play. Equalizer. Whew! I don't know how the fuck I got that, to be fair. If I didn't see that graph, I would have never got it. Fair play. This last one mm. might be kind of difficult. 
Shit, if this one's kind of difficult but, compared to the last one, I'm not going to get anything. I it's I, I don't know if I oh, it's difficult to say if it's more difficult. <laughs> uh, they were born and brought up in France, but they're of Corsican descent. They're of what descent? Corsican. Corsican. What is that? Corsican. It's an island near France. I don't know if it's an island. Island. I don't know if it's a French or Italian island. Actually, I'm not sure, but it's an island near France. That's that's not that relevant. That's not really going to help you. So they're sure French, pretty much. <laughs> okay. Oh, pretty shit. much. That's it. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, luckily we didn't have too. We haven't had too many French players play for no, us, right? Not not many. No. Okay, I'm going to hit and hope because I don't think you would have went with the king, um, <laughs> Patrick Vieira. No. Damn it. No, he he's of like an... Senegalese descent. Ah, oh, that's what it is. Wow, that sounded a bit mm. racist from me then. Sorry. <laughs> uh, second thing. Joined okay. Arsenal from Sevilla in 2010. In 2010? Oh, that wasn't, yeah. that, wasn't that, that long ago? Not, yeah, I know. It's not too bad, but... Oof. French from fucking Sevilla, though. I, I don't know. Um... That was like right as I started, right as I started watching. watching. Yeah, so that's why it's sort of in the bag. It's close. No. Shit, I don't know. Um, wow, I'm really bad at this, aren't I? Um, yep. <laughs> no, no. I'm just gonna fuck. I just got. I don't even know. Um, don't, pff, fucking. I'm just gonna throw a name again. I'm just going to say Koscielny, but I know he didn't come from Sevilla. Mm. No, it's not Koscielny, but Koscielny did sign in 2010. Yeah, I knew it was around. And he is French. Yes. But he came from uh, Lorient, same as Guendouzi. Mm. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, third fact. He began his career at Toulon, French side Toulon, and he had also had spells at Monaco and Lyon. It's a bit of a French veteran. Yeah, sounds like it. Um... Alfie, I've, I've got to be honest with you, man. I genuinely have got no clue, my dude. Fair play. <laughs> this one's kind of harsh. Who right. is it? The King. The Goat. Sebastian Squillaxi. Oh, my days. Do you remember him? <laughs> I do. He made 23 appearances for Arsenal in three seasons. <laughs> wow. What a fucking dog. Yeah. yeah, Alfie, I'm sorry I would have never got that. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Three points. It's not too bad to start start it off. Uh, I could have been better. I hope I'll better you next, I, next week. I you hope can, you do you too. Try and catch me out. Thirty. <laughs> it's not the worst I got a, in the a world. Thirty-three percent on the test. Yeah, fair play. Yeah. Well. Uh. Yeah. Anything else you want to cover before we draw this bad boy to a close? Not really, but let's check if we've got any okay. questions. Because I do think we may. Have yeah, let's let's uh, let's blow through these because I'm 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 actually out of time. Cool. Uh, Kalina eleven says, "What do you think of about uh, Danny Sabasa's post that says good memories?" Oh, did you see my retweet of that? <laughs> I think I did. What do what you make of your What do you make of your thirty six million pound? price oh says, yeah yeah that was solid ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah i think he knows he's gone and i think we're not gonna buy him i wish we would i think he's worth that in the current market wouldn't you say definitely yeah definitely but i don't i think we're fucking cheap so we won't buy him mm. fair play back to madrid yeah uh yeah i just think i think i think it was it was sort of a, a bit of I don't know if it was necessarily a reference to sort of the rumours about him joining Arsenal and that sort of stuff. I think it may just have been, I'm missing football. Um, Maybe. And it was great memories when I signed for Arsenal because it was like ahead of a season, something like that. But yeah, I would sign him. Uh, uh, lack of blood clot, underscore lack 11. Lack of blood clot, it. <laughs> yeah, it's not even clot, it's, it's clot. Oh. Blood clot. Blood clot. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, thoughts on upgrading Willock's role uh, rather than signing Ceballos permanently? Uh, 
I have to say I don't think he's ready yet. Fair enough. I just, that, that's maybe a bit harsh for me, but I just – I don't – that is a massive step, isn't it? I mean, Willock hasn't really been getting that much game time, especially under Arteta, and Ceballos has been getting a lot of game time as of recently. So I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure about that. I think that may be asking a lot of Willock, and I'm not sure he's ready to ha- take that kind of pressure yet. Yeah, I'd agree. And I think we definitely, and this sort of relates to the next question, I definitely think we need to upgrade there regardless whether of whether we sign Ceballos or use Willett more. I do think we need more in that central midfield area. Mm. Uh, and as I said, that does sort of relate to the next question. Ismet underscore dot 06 says, give me two names, uh, one centre-back and one cam, if you could buy anyone right now. Not not anyone, like really. Realistically, yeah. Uh, what you said a cam and a center back yeah uh so as a replacement and a center back i i will say i do i've been watching a lot of the highlights of the guy you suggested from norwich Wendia. i mm. like him man i like him i think he's a baller and then is uh is mm. is, is, is cantwell considered is he considered a cam or is he more of a yeah he's like a, a cam slash winger I wouldn't mind him, but out of the two, I'd probably go with Buendia. Um, re- I think he's realistic, too. Um, and then centre-back, I would go... I guess it's, it's not really that realistic, but I would go Upamakana still. Fair play. Uh, yeah, uh, centre-attacking midfielder. I've been saying this for ages, and I'm planning to write a piece on it. Buendia, 100% for me. I yeah. think he's extremely underrated. His statistics suggest he is the second most creative player in the Premier League. So, yeah. Uh, Centre-back is a difficult one now. I don't think we can get Upa Meccano, particularly with out Champions League football. I saw links to Jonathan Tarr. Uh, yeah. If I have to give one name. Yeah, I think Jonathan Tarr's, you know, we I thought we probably would have gone by now. Uh, he would have got his big move. If I had to give one name, I'd go... Outside uh, sort of thing, and maybe this is slightly unrealistic. Uh, unrealistic, but Zagadu, Dan um, Axel Zagadu from a uh, from from a uh, Dortmund. Big motherfucker. Him. He's, he's not. Yeah, he's not. He's not like a guaranteed starter week in week out for for Dortmund, and he's he is very good. So yeah, I'd con- I consider consider signing Zagadu, and we were linked with him last summer. So yeah, mm. that's my uh, sort of outside. Outside suggestion. Yeah, good job. I, w- I wouldn't mind him at all. Yeah, cool. We've got one more, mm. Harvey.Collis, but we've sort of answered it. It's about whether we should sell Aubameyang or Lacazette or both or neither. Um, we've sort of answered that in previous podcasts. So if you want to go check that out, uh, feel free to. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's that's basically it. There's a decent little, decent little podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and expect more content because we don't want to leave you bored. Mm. without football so yeah yeah well exactly and expect more content on the website as well we love you arsenal.co.uk um our yeah. amazing team of writers and of course the two sexy team captains alfie koshaw and daniel Fenton. <laughs> uh so plug there um also leave a review for the podcast we really appreciate it uh negative or yeah. positive and thank you guys for tuning in and we hope to see you more and more as this uh, as this coronavirus takes over the world, not a good thing there, obviously. But the good thing is that Alfie and I's mm. podcast will get more more listens, right? You got to look at yeah, the positive. That's, that's what's important. Yeah, that, yeah, exactly. Sell out, sell out FC. Um, Alfie, yeah, drawing <laughs> this shameless. Yes, Join this bad boy to a close. Marketing opportunity of a lifetime. Plug yourself, my G. Uh, well, you just said it. We love uk. Also, actually, go and vote for me in the uh, football content awards. So if you've got if you're on Instagram, uh, go on to Football Content Awards uh, Instagram page and scroll down to the post that says Best in Social Small Slash Medium Business and tag We Love You Arsenal uh, with a U, not Y O U. What We dot Love dot U dot Arsenal. Yeah, cool. That's basically it. But yeah, cheers. I'd, I'd appreciate it if you vote. Beautiful. Yep. Lads. Lads. Yeah. Lads and lassies. Um, <laughs> guys, girls, men. Women, senors y senoras. Muchas gracias para coming along. I don't know how to say the rest. Um, We appreciate you. We always will. We love you. 
and we always will. Alfie, nice talking to you, my friend. I'll see you more and more as we are in this dire, isolated situation without any football, but not to worry. More of the Arsenal Cannon podcast nibble will be placed into your mouth as we are giving you the sustenance of our miraculous podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for coming along. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Cool. See you later.